is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, we have had just a rock star lineup of guests lately, as you well know, and today is no different. In fact, today is just the pinnacle of guest appearances. I've got on the program today Amanda Todorovich from Cleveland Clinic. She's the Senior Director of Content and Creative Services there, and I just got to do a quick little brag about her because a lot of you know already, but for some crazy reason, if you don't, Amanda's responsible for growing the number one most visited hospital blog from zero to six million sessions per month and establishing it as a revenue-generating publishing entity at Cleveland Clinic. And one thing I've always enjoyed, I've had the fortune of, of catching Amanda, hearing her speak in person a couple of times, and anytime I've heard or connected with or, or seen or been involved and in, in heard Amanda speak, she always speaks about her team. Any honors or any awards thrown her way, she always says this is, this is a whole team thing. She talks about leading one of the most successful content marketing teams in the country. She doesn't just talk about herself. So with that introduction, Amanda, welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, I know uh, this industry, this field we are in is just wild and crazy. And there's usually forest fires burning. There's ground fires burning all the time and grateful for a little bit of your time today. Tell us a little bit about, you know, just kind of what's going on with you these days. And for those who aren't quite as familiar, you know, a little bit more about your role and how you got there. Sure. So as you mentioned, I am the Senior Director of Content and Creative Services here at Cleveland Clinic. And that role has evolved quite a bit since I joined here in 2013. Um, When I started, I was managing a team of three and was responsible for trying to get our then Health Hub blog up and running and really ramp up our social media efforts. And today, I lead a team of about 30 people and have responsibilities for not only the now renamed Health Essentials blog, but also our physician-facing blog called Console QD, as well as all of our content marketing efforts, collateral, website content, print production, brand management, all kinds of things, email newsletters, really runs the gamut of pretty much all content creation and distribution. So we are moving fast and furious. We create literally thousands of projects a year. And I have to just update one fun fact. So Health Essentials is now actually up to 7 million sessions a month. We were at 7.3 million sessions in January. So we continue to grow, continue to move really, really quickly, and definitely really focused on delivering 
consistently high quality content that drives engagement for our organization every day. That's amazing. All right. Making a note there, 7 million now. That's, that's, <laughs> it's phenomenal. This, the story, every time I hear it is just incredible. I love it because if I were you, I'd have a hard time not saying, Hey Jared, you know, by the way, you, you forgot the part that I, I was named the 2016 content marketer of the year by content marketing Institute. You know, you kind of left that part out. So kudos to you just for being the person you are to begin with, uh, but having the success in content marketing, And one reason I I was thrilled to have you on the program is because we're going to dive into just the current state of healthcare content marketing. And I know, especially just with the background that you've had and and kind of, you know, riding this ride that you've been on, uh, I'm very curious to hear kind of what's catching your eye and what's got you thinking in 2019. So we're going to go into our rap battle about healthcare content marketing. Rap battle. So the rap battle, for those who are familiar, and if this is not your first time tuning into the program, thank you for tuning in. And if not, you know, if you like what you hear today, definitely give us a, give us a chance, check out other episodes, and uh, hit that subscribe button. That'd be fantastic. But one way or the other, rap battle is our segment where we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare, particularly with marketing and technology. We want to just understand that things are changing and that it's time to challenge the way things have been done in the past so that we can continually evolve and understand the best way to do things. And so, Amanda, I'm curious just in general, as, as you've been going into the last few months, let's say, as you were planning for 2019, and now that 2019 has had a little traction, we can look at it a little bit in the rearview mirror, a very little bit. But a little bit, what topics or trends or or what's catching your eye? What's kind of been your focus with content heading into this year? You know, it's interesting, but, you know, I get asked all the time about trends and predictions and what's coming and what should we be looking ahead to. And honestly, what's still top of mind for me, and I think what continues to make our department and our team successful, is absolutely still being hyper diligent about focusing on what our audiences really want and viewing our channels as products instead of platforms to just push out messaging. I think there is way too much going on in our space where it's, you know, bragging about how great we are or rankings this and rankings that. And, you know, honestly, our audiences just don't want that. And so we have been really focused on what our analytics are telling us is what our audience wants, um, really understanding who that audience is. And I think data-driven content marketing is still the most successful. And unfortunately, I think most people in our industry are doing what our CMO likes to call check-the-box content marketing. So you have a Facebook page, you might have a blog, you have a website, you have Twitter, but are they actually scaling? Are they making an impact on your business? And are you being really strategic in serving those audiences, really deserving those followers, deserving their time? Because there's so much out there and they're competing, you know, we're competing alongside family members and other organizations that have a lot of meaning to people. And I think that, you know, it's really always all about serving them and giving them things that help them take care of themselves and their families every day. Well, are there any of those that kind of come to mind? Any examples of particular content that you've worked on or been a part of with your team? How do you know? I mean, because I I feel like we talk about it a lot, like you said, and maybe it is just kind of a check the box mentality, but we do talk a lot about, hey, yeah, of course we ought to have content that serves our our public. And of course, they're going to want to hear about all the awards that our, you know, our, our hospital or health system has won. That just helps them make the better healthcare decision. How do you kind of work that internal battle with internal stakeholders to help them understand the value of truly only providing 
what your audience wants to hear about? Honestly, it's really all about data and the metrics because there's a lot of assumptions made that those types of data points, you know, around rankings and reputation are what people want and what drives decision making. But, you know, a lot of the data we have actually supports the opposite. So I will just, you know, honestly admit that one of the days where we lost the most Facebook followers was when we announced our US news rankings and we're the number two best hospital in the country. But the reality is people don't care. It comes across as bragging. And honestly, you know, great care is table stakes in healthcare. That's what we're supposed to do. So if you're constantly just telling people that you provide great care, what does that really mean to them? I think it's much more about providing content that's meaningful to them in their particular situations and showing how that expertise benefits them. And a lot of organizations aren't doing that. For And honestly, it's still an internal challenge for me. I have to convince a lot of people that while we will share those things, it's not front and center every day all the time. It's much more about things like recipes that are healthy for people with heart disease, or it's about exercise if you're overweight and how to do that. Or it's, you know, I have a headache and here are the signs and symptoms that might mean it's something more serious. Those kinds of pieces of content for us, while they don't necessarily drive huge contribution margin, they build relationships and they build trust with our customers. And I think, you know, content marketing is really about that. It's long-term strategy and consistent strategy. I'm a healthcare marketing leader. You see, I've got so many systems going on, you think I won the lottery. But our materials come from so many sources. When we try to innovate, it only forces me to shake my head. Instead, it's what I dread. It's like I said, I'm always fixing legal and brand and AP, y'all. Come on, can I consolidate? Is there a partner for me? Express Docs takes a load off your shoulders by creating a hub for all your marketing materials that's easy for your clinic managers, service line admins, and others to use. Just imagine a single workflow where all your direct mail postcards, rat cards, posters, business cards, flyers, brochures, patient handbooks, promotional products, and apparel are all in one spot. Well, that's Express Docs. Order today and have it tomorrow for most items. Visit bit.ly slash healthcare wrap three. That's bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number three today. Download a case study or request a demo to learn more and receive a free healthcare wrap stainless steel tumbler. That's right. Go to bit.ly slash healthcare wrap three for more about Express Docs. Tell your whole crew. So you mentioned trust, and that comes up a lot in terms of how to how to use healthcare content. Any advice you've got for being able to blend so many different voices? I imagine at, at an institution like Cleveland Clinic, you have all your internal stakeholders. You just described a situation basically where they're competing for real estate, or at least they feel like it. You know, digital real mm-hmm. estate, where they want their voice to be there. They want their message to be front and center. They want it to be in a certain place. How do you kind of balance that, and what do you what do you share with them? You mentioned data. Are there any particular data points that that seem to work better? And any other tips for just how to win that internal war? I can't even tell you how many times I've had to have discussions around leadership who wanted quotas for blog posts. Like the heart team wants this many and the ortho team wants this many. (laughs) And that's just not how we work. The data points that we share with them are a number of things. But what really resonates most is when we're showing them what people are searching for on Google. So it's not even necessarily site performance data. It's like, look, this is what people are actively looking for. These are the questions that aren't being answered for them in a really meaningful way. This is the opportunity that we have to help them to build that relationship, to show them that we care. And so the the numbers that we bring a lot to those discussions 
are twofold. It is, again, broader in terms of what are people looking for on the internet, and then also what is actually resonating on our own website. So showing some performance data. And, you know, occasionally we do try the things that they're asking for, even though we know it probably isn't going to perform as well, because then again, it gives us the data to go back and say, we told you so. Um, So there's a little bit of that, but it's mostly about what's topical, what's relevant to our users today, what are the hot topics in health and wellness that, you know, we have an opportunity to provide the Cleveland Clinic perspective on. Our strategy is really boiled down to one sentence, and it's all about engaging in daily conversation, utilizing content related to health, wellness, and clinical topics that are unique to Cleveland Clinic. It's our own expertise about things that matter. And when we have those conversations with senior leaders about, well, I want this post or I want this topic covered because of some new internal bureaucracy reason, that's a big fat no, because it honestly doesn't mean anything to our users. And there's a lot of of tough conversations. I spend a lot of time saying no, but the key to that is also having a documented strategy with data that supports it and that you go back to consistently because once they hear the message repeatedly, they tend to buy in and support you and especially when you help them be successful. So if they have an idea for something and there's a way to make it happen that's conducive to what your audience wants, you know, it's not always a flat no. It's just, hey, maybe this way would be better or we can address this topic from this angle and it's going to provide more value. Well, one way that I'm sure that plays into the discussion is, like you said, how to build trust. How do you build the case for certain pieces of content being published and other pieces not being published? Probably a better way to say this too. How do you actively build trust with your content? Is it just the fact that you've got physicians or you know clinicians authoring some or all of the content? Like what? How do you actively go about when you've got a content stream already? If a hospital has a blog and they know they, they've kind of been doing what you've been explaining isn't the best way to do things. You know, they have been talking about themselves. They've been posting about the awards they've gotten, you know, their U.S. News rankings or whatever. And now they want to start pivoting towards doing it the right way. How do they start building trust with their content? It really is about approach to topics. We have a really great partnership with Google and a relationship with them. And they most recently shared with me some some findings that I think are relatively alarming in that 75% of national consumers think that hospitals put profits before patients. And if you dig into that a little bit, it really means that they're thinking about how we push procedures or treatments that drive contribution margin and revenue into our organizations relative to things that help them stay well and help them stay out of our facilities. And so to me, the shift is hard to make because, you know, most hospital marketing departments for years and years and years have done things a certain way. Their clinical partners expect certain things from us and that's hard, but you have to do it small and incrementally, test something and show that it works. That's really how we got started with health essentials. It was, you know, we're going to try a couple things. We're going to post a few things and we're going to come back to you and we're going to show you what happened. And when we started to post things like recipes, when we started to post content that was like tips and tricks for living with a condition or how to prevent certain things from happening to you, you know, those things started to really get more momentum and get more engagement and more traffic, which ultimately then led to more engagement and more people seeing our brand and understanding who Cleveland Clinic is. It's also core to our mission. And so being able to kind of point to that too, like I think every organization in healthcare is really all about taking care of people and your content should do the same. How does this come into play in terms of the members of a team and as members of a team are all trying to better understand what their place is in this process? I'm curious, especially for those 
who might be a, a younger professional, you know, who isn't yet in a, in a management or supervisory or leadership position yet, but would like to, you know, they, they think that that's something they'd like to do. Do you have any tips for a younger professional in our field about just how to navigate their career or any any skills or anything in particular to focus on? You know, I think today it's really all about having kind of a hybrid, at least knowledge base or skill set relative to both content creation and measurement. So I think that anybody who is thinking about a career in content needs to understand Google Analytics needs to understand social media analytics and how social media works from a brand perspective, not just from personal use, but also taking a look at how content gets created for those platforms and being able to write a blog post, being able to think about different formats and really just having more of those baseline understandings of those principles is key because no matter what organization you go to work for, there's going to be different styles, different approaches, different strategies, but those core skills of both creativity and data, I think is what makes a really successful content marketer. What do you think from your perspective then in terms of, of preparing for, yeah, for, for any kind of career advancement, what kind of soft skills have kind of helped you as you've progressed in your career? Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> it's really funny you bring this up because honestly, this is a conversation I've been having with my leadership a lot. You know, really understanding that you're working with people every day, all the time, collaboration and understanding a little, I mean, at least some understanding of emotional intelligence and what that means, I think is really important because especially in my role, I lead a big team of creative people who mostly are introverted and come up with amazing ideas, but maybe aren't always great at articulating it in front of a big group of people, things like that. So for me, it's been about understanding how to work with different personalities to be able to get the best out of everybody on the team because literally... I spend most of my day in meetings uh, with lots of people trying to collaborate and bring ideas together. So I think, you know, the soft skills of understanding different personalities, really being able to adapt to the room, uh, I think is really important. Any tips for, for helping someone be more self-aware in particular? I, that's one that I've seen that, that is useful, especially for, for younger professionals, just to, to learn how to do that early on and understand what's not being said, you know, what's, you know, whether the nonverbal cues in the room when, when they are, you know, the example you gave of, you know, maybe presenting their idea in front of a, a, the group or whatever. And any tips for how to be more self-aware? Yeah, I, I actually have done a lot of work on that myself this year and actually took a whole series of courses um, and got a certificate in emotionally intelligent leadership because I don't think that you can do enough in that particular space. But when you're young and you're new and you're sort of figuring this out, I think the most important thing to do is if you're walking into a meeting, know who you're meeting with, do your homework uh, as much as you can, understand who's in the room and where they're coming from and what those perspectives are. I'm also a huge fan of the book, The Outward Mindset. helps you really understand how to think about other people's perspectives and making sure that you're respectful and really thoughtful about how that plays into what you are ultimately trying to accomplish as a group. Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare content marketing, gotta try something new, cause innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Guys, True North Custom is looking for your input on the annual State of Healthcare Content Marketing Study. 
Here's your chance to win $250 and learn about trends in our industry. State of Healthcare Content Marketing is the industry's benchmark study on how organizations are leveraging content, from strategic goals to leading channels to other key insights that can inform your 2019 plans. The study's findings are annually featured in Becker's, Marketing Profs, and other leading resources. In return for your time and input, you'll receive an early report and be entered to win $250. The survey closes on March 15th, so don't delay. Go to bit.ly slash healthcarewrap4. That's bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number 4 to participate and be entered to win. So don't forget, bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number 4. Tell your whole crew. Awesome. Hey, we'll add that to the reading list. I'm going to have to publish that. Maybe that's a little piece of content on behalf of the, the podcast sometime because a lot of guests have brought up some, some fantastic books. And so that's a great one to add to the list. I appreciate just kind of diving into that part because I, I think that's as important as any technical skills that we can learn truly to, to better understand how to work within a group and really just how to succeed in our field. So I appreciate you kind of diving into that a little bit. One of the other, I think, unique aspects of the soft skills for healthcare marketers is understanding how to work with physicians and clinical leadership. We don't create any single piece of content without involving a clinician. And so understanding, I think, what their day is like, really taking the time to get to know that particular physician, especially if you're going to work with them repeatedly, is really important because they tend to have very different personalities and a lot of different things going on in their day that it's really helpful if you understand and appreciate. Nice. Yeah, very good point. Very good. That And that's it's something that I don't think... That's not typically, you know, like the topic at a conference session, you know, but those are the kinds of things that really are just important. Like from day to day, that's what helps us be successful. So I'm glad you pointed that one out as well. Shout out. So with that, we're going to move into our our shout out segment here where we just give ourselves an opportunity to recognize a, a person, a place, a thing, a shout out's just where we give ourselves that chance to either recognize an idea that's caught our attention recently or a, a person, a mentor, or it could just be something totally off the wall. So Amanda, I'll give you a chance here. If, if there's something you'd want to give a shout out to, and then I can do mine. Mine's a, I can tell you, mine's not as serious today. It's a, probably a little on the <laughs> end. So just to warn you. You know, honestly, for me right now, top of mind, I have to give a shout out to anybody who is a as a youth sports parent <laughs> trying to juggle all kinds of crazy schedule stuff on top of a career and work. You know, I have two daughters who are both athletes in very crazy travel related sports and I just wanna to say to anyone who's doing it, you're not alone. This is an insane insane lifestyle and um, you know, most of us are trying to do everything we can to help our athletes succeed on top of you know, being the most successful professionals we can be. And uh, I just think that it's a really challenging role to be in. And, you know, kudos to anybody who's trying to do it. Oh, I'll second that. Yeah, kudos to all of those in that situation. I, it is a crazy life. So I agree. <laughs> I am traveling literally every single weekend for the next like six weeks for my girls. <laughs> but highly rewarding, you know, at the end yes. of the day. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll do all I can to encourage that. That's fantastic. I mean, just to, to put family at the end of the day, family is the most important thing. So far out. For my shout out, I'm, I'm literally looking here at my desk. And uh, the other day I was like, I'm, I'm sitting here sipping from this hydro flask. Okay, technically mine's a thermo flask. I'm looking. Okay, so it's not, it's the other, it's the other one. It's the, you know, air quotes, it's the other one. I'll give my shout out to hydro flasks and thermo flasks. 
because these things, okay, so maybe it's because I live in a desert, but you know, making sure your, your water stays cold, even in the winter, it's crazy because you actually hit a bit of a, bit of a cold spell. Uh, okay, Arizona cold. You'll laugh at, at how warm it is here probably, but it's, it's a bit of a cold spell. And even here, I got to make sure that my water stays cold so I can stay hydrated throughout the day and do it in a refreshing way. And it's funny because it, these hydro flasks, I mean, they are, I was at a sporting goods store the other day and there was an entire wall. It was probably a 20 by 20 foot wall, 12, 15 feet high stacked with hydro flasks, just hundreds of them. And I thought like, what is going on around here? And my kids, that's the only thing they cared about almost for, for the holidays was like what they, what they got. It was insane. And so they, I mean, this is their status item right now. It's, they had to have it a certain color. They had to order it from a certain website, not the, not the imitation site. It had to be this exact site. And literally just the, the conversation the other night was one who was lamenting her BFF because uh, she or her BFF ordered her hydro flask from an imitation site from China and it was not the real thing and how different they are. And oh my gosh, you know, she didn't pay 39 bucks for hers, but whatever. So whatever Hydro Flask is doing to number one, to market themselves, but number two, to actually make the water as, as cold and refreshing as it actually is uh, to make it worth like 39 bucks for a water bottle, which I just thought was absolutely insane. Oh no, no, that's like, it's the, these kids will do whatever, whatever they need to be able to, uh, to bring one of those into their life. So, hey, sometimes it's just one of those little items uh, that make all the difference for us. So I guess that's the status item these days. Anyway, that's kind of how Shout Out works. We just recognize things that have been in our world lately. And with that, I want to say thank you, Amanda, so much for your time. For our listeners, if they want to get a hold of you and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, on Twitter, it's at Amanda Toto, T-O-D-O. Or on LinkedIn, you can find me pretty easily, Amanda Todorovich. The one and only. Right on. <laughs> well, listeners, thanks again for tuning in. And like we said before, if, if this is your first time and you enjoyed what you heard today, then go check out previous episodes. We're coming up on a year of doing this program, and it has been a blast. It's been a ride. And, and, and to tell you the truth, this trajectory, like this ride, it's only getting started. We've got big plans for the podcast this coming year and you're going to see more exciting guests more rock stars that we interview here and get to kind of bring them into into the posse so thanks for being a part of that do check us out engage with us on twitter we are at healthcare wrap as you would expect and you can find archived episodes at healthcarewrap.com and on behalf of amanda and myself thanks and that's a wrap 